Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mercy Rule, a sports show hosted by Dave Martinson and the keeper of the hot takes, Jeff Loudenschlager. Each and every Thursday, Dave and Jeff break down the hottest topics in sports, telling you what you need to know and other stuff you probably didn't need. If you like the sound of that, follow the show at soundcloud.com slash mercy rule and subscribe on iTunes today. Okay. Lamborghini Mercy. Yo, she's so thirsty. I'm in that 2C limbo with your girl, she trying to jerk okay. me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 70 of Mercy Rule, weekly sports podcast from Dave Martinson and the keeper of the hot takes. Do you get an haircut, Jeff? No. Oh, I took nice. a shower. <laughs> Jeff Loungeslager. Thanks, man. Back at it again, episode 70. Make sure you check out last week, episode 69. Oh, you don't want to miss that one. Soundcloud.com slash Mercy Rule. Last two weeks, we did our NBA preview for the Eastern and Western Conference, but now, Jeff, after basketball talk and baseball talk we're back with the nfl back with the nfl dave a lot lots happened since we've been gone yeah i think we have we, we kind of know the lay of the land now it's what was week seven right yep so, do we know the lay of the land though dave because i was looking <laughs> at the standings today and i am very confused on things are pretty tight yeah i'm confi- i don't know who's good dave because there's a lot of teams just kind of in the... They're all the same. Like, no teams are really standing out. Some people have good records, but have their flaws. Some yep. teams have mediocre records and not really sure if they're good or they're bad. And it doesn't really seem like anybody's out of it yet. And usually by week seven, eight, nine, yeah. you can usually tell who's in and who's out. But each team is like... Every time they match up against each other, you just don't know anymore. And I think that's the crazy thing about the NFL these days, that you really just have no idea what's going to happen. Because mm-hmm. at any given time, something crazy could happen, like the Dolphins beating the Bills and Jay Ajayi coming out of nowhere. Back-to-back 200-yard back rushing Which is games. crazy. It doesn't happen often. It's just like things like that that you just rarely see. No, you're right. And it could really just affect the game, and I think that's been happening a lot this season. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who I would write off. I mean, judging off record, the Browns, Bears, Niners are one and six. They're out. Browns zero and seven. They're out. Then the Jets are two and five. The Panthers are one and five. I assume they're out. I yeah. Mean, I was like actually looking at the Jets' schedule. Apart from two Pats games and one Bills game, mm-hmm. everything else is pretty winnable. It's Colts, Niners, Rams, two uh, Dolphins games. Jets could, even if they lost both Pats games, they won all the other games, they'd have nine wins. I don't think it happened, but I'm no. saying like, there's actually like a semi-road. If they'd performed better in this, during this tough stretch, they would have had a much better chance. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. With the Jets, I'm just not convinced with the team. Mm-hmm. Yes, they beat a bad Ravens team. Yeah, I mean, it's not an accomplishment. This, that, right there, the Ravens just dropped four straight. Yeah. So it was one of those things, and Geno comes out, and he plays okay. He didn't play terribly. Nope. But then, as fate would have it, he... <laughs> He tears his ACL, and now he's out. Yet again. So now we're back to Fitz, which was the issue in the first place, I think. I think Fitz was one of the main reasons that we were so bad. And we also... He was last in terms of most quarterback stats, most interceptions, lowest completion percentage. He was just playing really terrible. That's why the offense was was so bad. Right. And And Decker injury, obviously. And I also learned that they're the oldest offense in the league. Yep. So with all those factors going in, I get that we're kind of a win-now team, Mm. just based on the age of everybody. But I don't think that's the right mentality to have anymore because we're not good enough to compete with the other teams because all the teams we lost to are basically playoff teams. Yep. So if we can't handle them now, I don't see any situation where we get out of the wild card. And if we're not getting out of the wild card, what's the heck's the point of going into the playoffs in the first place? Yeah. Because we're going to end up like Jeff Fisher, end up 8-8 eight and eight or something like that. 
And he, then he has the third most losses in history as a coach. Looks like he'll have a good shot to have the most relatively soon, which is pretty funny. Yeah, keep getting a job, right? Keep getting those <laughs> extensions. I don't understand <laughs> it. Hey, the Rams are three and four, but keep everybody's three. Keenum sucks. Everybody's three and four. Where's Jared Goff? What is he doing? Yeah, like, a lot about Jared Goff if he can't crack the rotation over playbook right. knowledge or whatever it is. But do they wish they had Carson Wentz right now? Yeah, I think so. AFC West is that the best division in football? Because the Raiders are five and two, Chiefs are four and two, Denver's four and two plays tonight. Chargers are three and four. All those teams have a lot of good things about them. I can realistically see both AFC wildcards coming out of the West. No, I think you're absolutely right. Especially with who used to be looked at as the juggernaut AFC conference, the AFC North. The only thing I have written down here is woof. I mean, yeah. the Steelers have lost two straight. Now they're without Big Ben. Landry Jones on like a three and 15 play is going to be throwing a a uh, three-yard dinker and not getting them anywhere. Honestly, they had a chance to win that game, too. I think Tomlin kind of was conservative, which makes sense with Landry Jones. Right. But and then you look at the Ravens, as I said, dropped four straight. They started 3-0, and but yeah. they, we know they're not good. Yeah. So it was just Ravens are no good. Browns are no good. And Bengals also playing. Very underperforming. Yeah, they just beat sure. up on the Browns. Again, congratulations. Yeah, and the Browns haven't won a game yet. So at this point right now, going into this week... They had a forty percent chance of getting the first round pick. Yeah, that's got. And the Jets were higher. the Jets were second with twenty percent. With the right. Jets winning and the Browns losing, right. I feel like the Browns odds went up and the Jets yeah. went down. Well, now the Jets have two wins and the Bears have one still. So. And I know you and I have talked about this. Just one quick thing on the Jets. I'm over Fitzpatrick. I don't want him around anymore. I was surprised last year. I would assume so, too. Him. But if this is the, kind of the end of the road, though. If, if that's the case, then I want to see what the young guys can do. I know we've had this discussion, and we know they're not ready. They said the, it again today. Petty is not ready. He's just not NFL the, competent. But what about Hackenberg? We used a second-round pick on him. I know. Could have had Dak Prescott. What annoys me the most, I know. What or Cody me, Kessler. <laughs> what annoys me the most about this whole situation is, all right, so we're using these draft picks on guys who aren't anywhere close to being ready, apparently. Yeah. Enough that they're not even going to address one of them, either of them, and they're going to—they rather have Powell. Yeah. Well, I Powell, God forbid, Fitzpatrick went down. He would have been our quarterback. So I don't get why he's we're like using, the size of Drew Brees. He's not like a big guy. He's no. a little running back. And I, I don't know why we're not addressing these guys because if it goes down, well, then that—I think Teddy's going to address this week. I'm almost positive because Gino's done for the year, right? Right. So I don't understand what we're doing here because we're coming up to a year where we might have a good first round pick. Mm-hmm. based on the way things have gone so yeah. far. If that's the case, I want to know what our talent looks like. Because if sense. we need a quarterback, if we have a good pick, we're going to take a court. We should take a quarterback because we've been striking out on these free agents. Yep. So I want to know like what we're working with so then when it comes to the pick, because I don't want to just take another quarterback who's going to sit for years because they're not ready. Like He's, We drafted Bryce Petty a few years ago. This is third he was a fourth-round pick. It's right. His third year. Third year. And he's still not ready. He's we're not we're housing four quarterbacks on the damn roster. I know. How... Well, how do we justify housing four quarterbacks on the roster if you're not going to address two of them? Well, now it's three. Well, yeah, now it's three. <laughs> and I don't see Geno coming back either. No. I think no fault of his own, unfortunately, this time around. I mean, he had some bad years, but I wanted to see he what he He didn't have much to work with in the beginning. Right. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the people that really think about it, they're like, yeah, he probably is average. Like, he's probably a very competent backup quarterback. Yeah. Honestly, Which is much better than his reputation. I think he'll pull almost like kind of like a Mark Sanchez heading to Philly kind of deal, mm-hmm. where he'll play okay. Yeah. He's not going to be anything to like. He won't be a starter, but I mean, if he can get to the point where he doesn't consistently lose you the game, uh, he should be happy with himself. Absolutely. And Brady's back. Yeah, Brady's back. A lot of defensive questions with the Pats, and like you were saying, like all the good teams 
or perceived good teams coming into the year have those faults. Pats, defensive questions, and even the Steelers, they kind of schemed them well on offense uh, this past week where they would sag off and only one who could beat them consistently was Gronk. And then Blunt had some nice runs at the end, but Edelman hasn't done anything all season. Well, I was that was to my point. Brady has no touchdowns to receivers yet this year. They've all gone Just to Gronk. Bennett and Gronk. Yeah, I still want to watch it, obviously, because Brady's you know, still new. But yeah, Steelers, obviously, Big Ben is out. Vikings, offensive line, reared its ugly head. And Bradford got manhandled. All those fumbles uh, yeah. just got beat up. And we've talked about this. A guy who can't take much of a beating, as history would tell. Yes. So the Vikings, whose defense has showed up every week this year. But that's a huge problem. So I don't, I'm not concerned about the Vikings, though. I it's it's one week. I can't... An overreaction one day kind of deal. We just got to be careful. I mean, if the line remains bad, they have guys that are hurt. It's only a matter of time before Bradford himself gets injured. Well... And then they'll go to Sean Hill, which is not terrible, I guess, but still right. a flaw. Do you think... I heard today that the Browns are saying that Joe Thomas is available for a second-round pick. Yes. Do you... I remember Denver tried to get him last year at the deadline. They couldn't. What do you... Well, he's like what a, would you think about the Vikings using another draft pick to try and get Joe Thomas to try and stay Yeah, it makes one. sense because I think they have like the cap room to do it relatively easily. They should do it because they're, they, again, both, con- every conference is, both conferences are winnable. Yeah. There's no one running away with this. There's no 15-1 Panthers. So you shouldn't invest in your team. Seahawks, another team that I, I don't know how their cap looks, but Wilson already is hobbled and that yeah. line is already bad. So they're another team that could use Joe Thomas. It's true. Cardinals, Carson Palmer has regressed to his normal self. pre-Arizona years. I think, this is, I think playing the Card- pretty mediocre. I think the Cardinals are about where they're going to stay. Like, defense is still good. The defense is good. Palmer's limited. Fitzgerald, I mean, is, he's retiring after this year. Yeah. And then, I mean, he's you got, doing, he's you got David Johnson. Yeah, Johnson's doing everything. He's got over 1,000 total yards already, which is insane. Right. But you don't want to rely completely on a running back like that. Is a very well, iffy that's thing the to thing. do. The moronic tie they just had with Seattle, the Sunday night game. Johnson had over 30 rushes and 13 targets, which has only happened two other times, and it was both with Danny and Tomlinson. Right. And they didn't win the game, nor did they even score many touchdowns. So you can't just you can't just feed the Johnson. I mean, he'll be productive as he can be, but they well, need Palmer doesn't have a deep ball anymore. Exactly. So there's only so much you can do when your quarterback can only throw little dinkers, but you're not going to get anywhere right. throwing little dinkers. And then uh, the Falcons, they're four and three, but again, they have no defense. Prolific right. offense, but no defense. Very similar to the Colts and the Chargers. Chargers are three and four. Falcons are four and three. They could very well. They're basically the same team. Yep. Raiders are five and two. I mean, a lot of people are still kind of slow to get in on the Raiders. I am. I'm not I am too because yet. they could have lost every game they've played in this year. Right. And their defense has played really bad this far. Yep. Like, Towards the bottom. Which is funny because we were talking about when we were previewing the NFL on SoundCloud.com slash Mercy Roll. And we were talking about how they just made all these defensive additions. Yep. And we thought, okay, maybe this will move them to the next level. And it hasn't been that at all. It's been the offense. And even Khalil Mack hasn't done that much either, which is unexpected as well. Chiefs are kind of there. Spencer Ware looks awesome. They got Justin Houston back. So, again, they're going to Chiefs it up. They're just going to be under the radar, good, but boring. Right. So they might be one of the more stable teams that is looking to get in. Bengals are on the outside looking in, but again, they're three and four. Denver defense is great, but it's been beaten at times. So I mean, like every good team has a, has an issue. Right. And then like the teams we thought would be better, the Jaguars. Yeah. Nope, they're just not good. Yeah, they're flat out not good. Well, the offense we talked 
mainly about how the offensive players needed to improve. Right. And looking now, the offense is ranked 29th. Yeah, Bortles does not look good, and as a result, neither has Allen Robinson. No, it's big, the running game's terrible. Well, they're 31st in rushing. Yep. So we thought, Chris, terrible. We thought Chris Ivory was going to be helping and yelled in, and that just hasn't nothing. been doing anything. And in passing, they're 23rd. So, I mean, the defense has played okay. The yep. defense isn't the problem on this team. It's the offense, which is surprising because through all these years, we've been saying, oh, Jacksonville's defense is dreadful. Like, the offense is the one carrying the team. But now that's not the case anymore. Now yep. the offense is just not improving, and yeah. they're not going to that next like level. Jalen Ramsey, the, the rookie corner they have, I mean, he shut down Amari Cooper. He's been shutting down basically everyone. He's the real deal already. Right. But again, he can't play offense. So I guess that leads me to the Cowboys. They're five and one. Defense also not good. There's their flaw. But are they one are they are they the best team in the NFC? Given the problems the Cardinals have, given the problems the Seahawks have, or do you still have to give it to Minnesota? Because Minnesota's winning with their good defense and the Cowboys are winning with their good offense behind Zeke's leading 703 rushing yards and Dak Prescott. I think the main issue I have with putting them ahead of the Vikings right now is the Vikings offense still is still semi-serviceable. Yeah. They have plenty of offensive weapons where on the Cowboys defense it's a little shaky. So if I looked at the Cowboys, if I looked up the, looking at the Cowboys and Vikings going head to head, I think I might have to go Vikings in there even because the defense is so good. I get that the Cowboys' offense is good, but I don't know how Dak Prescott would play against a premier defense like that. Because I don't yeah. think he's really played against anybody whose defense is like crazy right home about. I mean, the Packers' win was good because that was the number, like the number one, number two rush rushing yep. defense at the time, and they totally manhandled the Packers' defensive line. Yeah. So that looks great. So I guess it, I guess it takes more, we just gotta keep seeing more. But everyone else is just really unspectacular, like the Giants. Four and three, they don't look good at all. The Buccaneers, they're three and three, hanging around. Hanging around. Writing them off. How know. about that? Jaquise Rogers. Yeah, I tried to give him away in fantasy two weeks ago. No one wanted him. 150 yards in two games. I think the Eagles are yeah. actually, the Eagles are playing better than I thought they would. This win against Minnesota looked really good. Yep. So I'm here to say that I think they're finally over the Chiptanic, and now they're sailing very nicely on the SS Peterson. Wentz Wagon's on board. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even though I was off on Wentz a week ago, and then I dropped him on fantasy, ago. but... That's okay. But I still think the Eagles... The Eagles are playing well, and I think the Eagles are heading in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. I know it's tough. They're, probably, they're not an elite team, but I think they're still good. And I think the NFC is really interesting, because Cowboys are the favorite, Eagles are there, and so is Washington. And that takes those Giants. They all have four They're wins. all right there, which is I think funny. the Giants are the... Are they the worst? Because Washington has looked better as the weeks have gone on. Yeah, I Kirk's think... Kirk's playing pretty good. Even Matt Jones, guy we make fun of a lot, yeah. looks pretty good sometimes. I mean, the I think one of the Jordan biggest Reed, issues... obviously, big issue. Usually the Giants' offense is good and carries through. And That's not what's happening. No, I mean, right now... You know, it's bad. Yeah, they're 16th in total offense. They're somehow 6th in passing, which I thought was interesting because it doesn't really seem like that. Not, definitely not getting touchdowns, but yeah, there's no run, they have no running game at all. Right, well, they're 30th in rushing, which yeah. is to my next point. And you're looking at a guy like Odell Beckham, who only has three touchdowns on the year with 630 yards. So when you have somebody who's supposed to be what he thought is a top-five player in the NFL... He's fourth in yards. It I, seems like this season, he just seems so much more underwhelming than he has in the past. I mean, he only won him that one game where he went off with those huge touchdowns. Right. That was two weeks ago. And I mean, Sterling Shepard played okay in the beginning. He's kind of cooled off, though. Yeah. Again, I don't really know who to blame still. Some of it's the play calling. Lack of a running game hurts. Eli's missing throws. 
A lot of things. Don't picks left and right. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, though. He's third in yards, 689. Him and Luck are playing good right now. Who are you going to pick for the AFC South, the garbage division that it is? Texans are 4-2, and two, Jags are 2-4, and four, Colts and Titans are 3-4. and four. Again, someone has to get in. They could get in at 7-9. and nine. They could get in at 8-8. Eight and eight. I Guy will be around there. They, I, get, they get to beat up on each other, so they get their wins. I That's still their wins. have to pick the Texans, I think. Because I know the Colts are playing better, but their defense is just dreadful. It is. Yeah, you can't, you can't count it. And, I mean, Luck's offensive line still isn't any better, so that's going to lead to some poor decision-making, too. He's due to get hurt. It just doesn't seem like a recipe for success over there. Granted, none of these teams really seem to have that. The Texans have enough weapons on the offensive and defensive side mm-hmm. to make them slightly better. I'm not confident in saying this, but I think there's enough weapons and enough good guys on the Texans. I think the Texans have more talent than the Colts. I know that the Colts have luck, and I mean, that's nothing to dismiss because luck is a very good quarterback. He's third in passing this year. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you can be third in passing, but if your defense isn't playing well... It's half the reason. He has to keep passing because he's always behind or about to lose. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. And it's funny because Hopkins hasn't even done much yet because Oswald has been so dreadful. Right. Will Fuller's been playing good. And that's kind of been limiting Lamar Miller. So it's tough to be confident in Texans' offense. And the defense, obviously, to get neutered a little bit with J.J. Watt, obviously. Right. So do you have any faith in the Titans? (laughs) No. Or are they just... I feel like they're just one of the better bad teams. They are, no, they're definitely on the right path. Like DeMarco is, Murray is awesome. He's third yeah. in rushing, 633. And they're definitely, I think, on the right path when it comes to developing. I still think they don't have anybody to, for Mario to throw the ball to. Yeah. But and like Delaney Walker, good tight end, but he's not a number one passing option for any right. team. No, and he he's a good be. player. But. No, absolutely. So the Titans are one of those things, and I mean, you're looking at these They beat the other bad teams pretty handily. But they're going to lose against other good teams. Right. So I think, like I said, they're on the right track. Their defense is solid. So it's just, I think they just need more weapons on the They need receivers. That's what they've needed this whole time. And they didn't address the need. And if anything, they got rid of the receivers. The uh, Tajay Sharp train has left the station a few weeks ago now. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, DeMarco Murray's playing well, but your offense isn't going to be productive and efficient if DeMarco Murray is the number one part of your offense. Yeah, they're just prone to a lot of three-and-outs and stuff. And the defense is okay, so it doesn't do many favors usually. So, yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's the division interesting for sure. How do you feel about the Lions? Four and three, Packer four and two. Stafford is has just played out of his, mind. his best 16 games of his career when he dated back to last year. Jim Bob Cooter, man, and that offense. This season so far, he's got 15 touchdowns, four interceptions, and a rating of a 105.7. fantastic. Unreal. And I think Marvin Jones, fifth in receiving, didn't see that coming. Which is really interesting about this is I think he's better playing now since he's able to distribute to other people instead of when you feel pressured or you feel like, okay, we're in this big time spot. We need to get it to this one guy. If it's going to work or not, it needs to go to this one guy. And that guy was Megatron. Yeah. And since he's retired, Stafford has been playing better. And I think it's been interesting, interesting having a bunch of good receivers. Like, Marvin Jones is a good receiver. Colton Tate's a good yeah, receiver. Yeah, Tate's been coming later. He had a really unexplainably rough start. Yeah. But I think Stafford's been able to take advantage of having all these other different weapons. And he's, since he's been able, like I said, just since he's been able yeah. to distribute the ball, I think it, he's, he's gotten better. I, I, I was rooting for the Lions just because they're historically so bad. Like, yeah. They have, I think they had the least or second least amount of wins since 2000. Well, they had one season they won a game. And I've always liked Stafford, and he's playing really well now, so... Sometimes it takes we'll some time for these guys to develop and get into a groove. I mean, 
Stafford's been in the league for a few years now, but I mean, he's yeah. taking off now. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to watch to see if um, the rest of the team can jump on board. I mean, their rushing game has been pretty good. Theo Riddick's been looking good. Yeah, it, it, that's funny too because losing Abdullah, Dwayne Washington gets hurt. They're playing the no-name Zach Kenner, you know. Yeah. But I guess I guess the main my main takeaway seven weeks in is there's very few teams we can write off and very few teams we can absolutely write in. I 100 you know? agree. Because everybody too early. Everybody are like, too close. Right. Because each each game somebody's weakness is exposed every time. Mm. So whether it be the bad offensive line or a bad secondary right. or a bad rushing attack or a bad defensive line. Like each team has been able to find out a way to expose a bad thing, but there's just so many bad things going on. Exactly. Like football, I don't football's been changing drastically lately. That that actually leads me to what I wanted to ask you. A lot of people have been talking about the uh, the ratings being yes. down in the NFL. Uh, what's your take on that? Some people say it's oversaturation. The product or, is bad. Worse plays. The product uh, Other is things bad. going on in the world. I just think it's the, the product's bad. Like, we've been watching football. We've had too many. Uh, every Thursday night game is seemingly a dud, right? Yep. And even a lot of, most of the Sunday night games are bad. London and, game, bad. Yeah, London games are effectively Thursday night games, right? Yeah, I kind of in the, this oversaturation, I feel like there's too almost too much of it. It really stands out when Thursday night, only one game. Sunday night, that's the only game. Monday night, that's the only game. And nobody's watching. And, and London, that's the only game. So there's only one game on at a time. If it's not a good game, it's front and center for everyone to see. The one o'clocks, right. usually the four o'clocks, more interesting. People can flip around, red zone it up, look at their fantasy teams. I feel like that's the best time when you can try and get a feel for most of the legal ones. Well, with know. the way the games have been played, I don't know how much I would be actually paying attention if I wasn't involved so so heavily involved in fantasy. Right. Because that the is football, the only reason I usually watch non-Jets games. Right. Because like the the product's been bad, especially the Jets product. But yeah, just like sure. just football in general has been on a decline, and I don't know what it is. It's weird. It's I mean, just, you also have some people think the Kaepernick angle affects some people. That's that may be ridiculous. true. That's also no. a dumb reason. I think if you that's like ridiculous. football, you like football. I don't see why that would stop you. Right. No, I think that's um, utterly ridiculous. You want, if anything, gives you a rooting interest against the Niners if you're that kind of person. Right. As the debates have hurt ratings, but they're done now. The World Series, though, especially the Cubs games, those ratings are up. MLB playoffs ratings been up all yeah. season, especially now because I mean Cleveland and the Cubs haven't been in the World Series. They have the two longest World Series droughts. Yeah. So I mean I think that could affect it because at this point right now I'm much more interested in the World Series to yeah. see how that plays. Then, out. then then week eight and nine of the NFL. Right. In this season where everyone's so close. There's just no dominant teams. Right. But I mean that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. But uh, since there's no dominant teams. People's favorite teams may not be playing as well, so maybe it's not as interesting to them anymore. Yeah, and, and I think Al Michaels had the point that it's like what comes up must go down. The NFL ratings are so high that they have to inevitably come down a little bit. Fair. And again, it's not like they're bad. No. They're just not as monumental as they used to be, and I think that's uh, I guess kind of expected in today's age where there's so much other stuff to take your attention. Oh, absolutely. Right? So how's your fantasy team doing? The Lobos. Oh, the Lobos. Oh, boy. Another hot start. A hot start, and we've kind of come down to earth, but I'm not worried, Dave. In three of the top five leading rushers. True, but I just played a week today where Shady wasn't playing, mm. Ezekiel Elliott didn't play. Gillisley. I had So I had all this stuff going on, <laughs> so it was just the Lobos are struggling. But I will say that last year the Lobos were about the same spot where we are now. That's right. And were. we made the run. So I know too well. I know I'm our a friend of the show, Pat Sheehan, told me, I said, watch out for the Lobos. He said, what? In the constellation bracket, and then <laughs> more like the runner-up. More like yeah, so I, <laughs> so I'll take what I can get. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. That concludes episode 
70 of Mercy Rule. All right. As always, you can find us at soundcloud.com slash Mercy Rule. You can hear our MLB playoff picks, of which I struck out on both of my World Series picks very quickly. I got one in. Hit the Cubs. And I, I, I purposely didn't pick the Cubs. Oh. I knew they were the best team. But I picked Boston. And again, have a good You and I both picked Boston. And then also make sure you check out our last two episodes where we previewed the Eastern and Western Conference, talked about every team in the NBA, talked about every star, all the new movers and shakers, Timberwolves in the playoffs, find out what we said. Bulls in the playoffs, Knicks, Heat, find out. Celtics number one seed. <laughs> Soundcloud.com slash Mercy Rule. I also like your Clippers too. That's a good one. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and tune in. Get it how you want. Just make sure you get it. Yeah. iTunes review would be extra cool. And yeah, follow us on Twitter. Jeff, we're going to find you. You can follow me at Jeff, J E F F underscore. L-A-U-D. You can follow me at Martin Swagger, M-A-R-T-A-N-S-W-A-G-R, and follow the show at Mercy Rule Pod. Let Dave, us know what you think about what's going on. Dave, the NBA starts this week. Yeah, man. What a time to be alive. Holla at you boys.